Welcome to Original Mind Zen Sangha. Today's Dharma talk is given by Andre Taysan Hallow. Tonight's talk is going to be called Buddha is Your Birthright. We have this chant that we recite every, right before the uh, Dharma talk, every time we practice together. And the last line is, may we completely realize the true mind of all Buddhas. And um, it's, there's, that's, we recite that with a little grin, kind of like uh, the Buddha has on the altar up there, because the inside secret is that the true mind of all Buddhas is the same mind that we have every single moment of our lives, which is fundamentally present at this moment right now. There is no special mystery. There's no secret formula, incantation, mantra, or um, state of mind that we're hoping to achieve. In fact, it's the, those very expectations which uh, delay our or postpone our acceptance that this present moment is it. Because when we think that we have to get something that's, that implies that we're missing something currently. And so we think that it's uh, constantly evading us, like one of those vaudeville shows where, where the, the actor kicks the hat and goes to grab it and then kicks the hat and goes to grab it, right? And if you just stop kicking it, <laughs> you could pick the darn thing up. But in reality, the hat's always on our head because the Buddha Dharma is teaching us that who and what we are is fundamentally perfect just the way that we are. In Christianity, there's the teaching of original sin. In Buddhism, you see the complete opposite, which is original perfection. And it's not a perfection as in there's some sort of perfect quality self or soul inside of me. Rather, it's the very lack of all of those things that make me perfect, like the sky. The sky can contain everything because it's spacious. And when we sit in meditation, inside of that spaciousness, thoughts abound, emotions pop up. Sometimes we get enticed by them and we pursue them. Other times we have a little stronger center of gravity and we maintain our awareness of what's going on right now. Regardless though, it's all occurring inside of our minds at this moment. Matsu, one of my favorite Chan masters, was famous for his maxim, mind is Buddha, Buddha is mind. Uh, this is not to assert that mind is some sort of supernatural force that follows or survives us after death, or that it's somehow uh, impervious to the, to the world of impermanence. Instead, it's pointing to this very mind that is impermanent, right here, right now, clear and open and spacious. Now, we're not gazing out at the world as we often um, think that we are, and our language kind of sets us up and for that inherent duality, where there's me looking out at the world. When I go to the optometrist and she asks me, well, what do you see? It's implying 
that there's something out there that I, the subject, am witnessing. But what Zen is cutting through is to the immediacy of human experience, that there is no gap between my mind and this piece of wood. And wherever we go, we bring it with us, not as an add-on quality or some sort of super subject that's looking out at the world and is creating the world. Rather, wherever we are is it. And which is why Zen often relies upon these theatrical antics. Summing the uh, stick down on the floor, grabbing a student's ear or nose, giving them a good whack in the knee. Because all these things are it. And in these stories, the students often awaken when they realize, aha, it's been here the whole time. I didn't have to go anywhere. It's not a radical shift in perception. It's just realizing that you already have your glasses on your face. Oh, wait, that's why I can see in the first place. <clears throat> Zen takes a very unique uh, approach to this because it insists that you don't need to do anything to wake up at all. It's the very pursuit of waking up that kind of gets us entangled in the first place. And yet, paradoxically, we come here Sunday nights, sit together, meditate, read books on the Dharma. Because those are like uh, weightlifting. They give us momentum and fortitude for our practice. So this way throughout the day, we're less likely to wander and we're more likely to stay grounded because when we're grounded, we're more skillful. And that comes down to, brings us back to our first vow. Sentient beings are numberless. We vow to help them all. We can do that when we have clarity of mind. And we're not tossed aside, tossed around by our emotions, which is often what will happen if we lose ourselves uh, into the, the present moment, whatever those circumstances are. Now, sometimes it's perfectly appropriate. You're watching a great film. You lose all sense of selfness. You in the moment are perfect. Somebody insults you on the road, as I had happen to me the other day. I was leaving Quaker Ridge Mall. And I, uh, I guess they were irritated that I let somebody go in front of me. So when we were on Route 1, this car drives up next to me. And this young person in the passenger side started, like, shaking his hands at me. So I just waved. <laughs> I, not to irritate him, but so, so I wouldn't become irritated myself and too caught up inside the, the, the moment, which, which could have happened. I could have easily become one with the moment and got so furious and, uh, so as to lose my temper. That's not good. So we have to know which gear to drive in in life. Sometimes first, sometimes second, sometimes neutral, sometimes reverse. <clears throat> the Heart Sutra, all of these words, some of them Sanskrit, some of them foreign, completely to our understanding, but these names, Shariputra, Anuttara, Samyak, Sambodhi, Prajna, Paramita, all of that is pointing to our fundamental experience right now. Every single sutra is pointing to here now, your mind. I count four light bulbs over here, two over there. 
that's real. And when we're attentive, we, we can appreciate this experience that we call life because it won't be around forever. As <clears throat> our final chance of the evening reminds us, do not squander your time by night or day. And when we stay inside the present, paradoxically, that's when time ceases to have this looming force over us and we become, as Do Zen Master Dogen calls it, we become time as this eternal right here, right now. And that's the ground for our practice. <clears throat> May we completely realize the true mind of all Buddhas. So share inside that wry smile, which is implied inside of the, the line because that mind can be no other than yours right here, right now. That was Andre Tesan Hallow. Thank you for joining Original Mind Zen Sangha.